0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello, and welcome to My Tale to Tell, bringing you life stories from the varied and diverse people who live in Canterbury, New Zealand. All of these stories are read by those who wrote them as part of a Writing Your Memoir workshop, and they have kindly agreed to share them with you. For privacy reasons, some of the names have been changed. Some language may offend, and some content may shock you. But no life is ordinary. We all have a tale to tell.
1: My name is Sandra, and this is my tale to tell. What's in a name? To be honest, it's not something I had given a great deal of thought to until a few years ago. Sandra Kathleen Martin, that's my name. I quite like it. It rolls off the tongue easily. It's a clean name. It doesn't stand out or shrink away. It's the sort of name you can take anywhere. It's the name I've been known by for 48 years, since I've been married, My name before that was Sandra Kathleen Rowe, or Sandra Rowe. That name is more of a mouthful, with the two R's rolling into each other. In rural Australia, where I grew up, clear enunciation wasn't the norm, so I found myself answering to Sandra Rowe. There is nothing significant about my first name, Sandra. It is just a name of the times, and there were a few Sandras around when I grew up. In New Zealand, I have noticed that people often say to me, how do I pronounce your name? Is it Sandra or Sandra? I always tell them that I'm not worried. Either is an improvement on Susan or Sharon, which I'm often mistakenly called. In my home state, Queensland, we used short A's, so it was Sandra there, but in New South Wales, they use long A's, so I would have been a Sandra had I lived there. I really like my middle name Kathleen. My mother once told me that she just liked it and wanted Kathleen to be my first name, but my father said he wasn't having any Irish in the family. That surprised me and doesn't sound like my father at all, so I don't know what that was all about. So my given name is Sandra Kathleen, and neither has any history. I have six brothers and sisters. Of them, two were given two names that had family significance, and three had one family name. Only my sister Mary and I have no names with family significance. When I became interested in family history, I briefly thought about taking offence at this but on further reflection I decided I wasn't really all that bothered. Besides, it could have been worse. I could have been named after one of my great-aunts, Agnes or Theodora. My last name, Martin, is my husband's name. I don't really consider it to be mine, but I do like it and it's served me well. It's an easy name to have and I think it suits me. I consider my surname to be Roe because that is the name I was born with. Roe is a Cornish name and my father's paternal family were farmers and stonemasons who came from near Land's End, not far from Penzance. It's the most westerly point in Cornwall in England. Next stop is the Scilly Isles and from there it's just the wide Atlantic Ocean. When I was growing up, I was very aware that I was of Cornish descent, and I went down to Penzance and Land's End in Cornwall on my first visit to the United Kingdom in 1980. I was so excited knowing I was returning to the home of my forebears. But as I've grown older and delved more into my family background, I realised that I am only one-eighth Cornish. Why, then, was there such a strong identification with Cornwall in my father's family? Because of the name. When I inherited the name Roe from my father, I also inherited a Cornish identity. But my father is only one-quarter Cornish. His own father's maternal family were shearers from Hertfordshire, just outside London. If I had been given their name, Woodward, would I have felt a pull from there? I didn't even know where they came from until I did my own research. And then there is his mother's family, Danish farmers and servants. His mother's name was Mortensen, and her mother's name was Thompson. If I had been a Mortensen or a Thompson, would Denmark have seemed less remote to me and separated by language only, and not by geography too? What about my mother's family? They were even more invisible. My grandmother's family name was Sproston, a strong, upstanding name with deep roots in Staffordshire in the English Midlands. But her mother's surname was Lloyd, reflecting her own Welsh heritage. And my grandfather? He was a Falger, his family having come from Suffolk before moving to Perthshire in Scotland in service to the very wealthy Earl of Shrewsbury. There he met his mother, a Forsyth from Moray, way up in the north-east of Scotland. That makes me one-eighth Scottish, so I'm as much Scottish as Cornish and twice as Danish as both. What's in a name indeed? Quite a lot, it seems.
2: My name is Jean, and this is my story to tell. My last car. Time for a new one, I think, my husband said. My Toyota Corolla hatchback had met with an accident when a young woman in a company car turned right in front of me. After some debate, the insurance company agreed that it should be written off, so the payout was quite large. A brand new one? What an exciting thought. After several cold and rainy weekends, trying out different makes and models, we settled on a Mazda 2, provided it came in blue. After a quick rundown on how the special features worked, most of which I immediately forgot, I took delivery on September the 3rd, 2017, with only seven kilometres on the speedo. I drove carefully home and placed it tenderly in the garage. Four days later, it was my birthday, and when I went out to the garage to make sure it was still there and I hadn't dreamed it, it was tied with a red ribbon and rosette saying happy birthday. I'm not sure whether the car or its adornment was the greatest gift."
0: (laughs) ¶¶
1: Miss Sandra, and this is my tale to tell. The Ballad of Grandpa's Rice Pudding. Hello? Is that Gordon Ramsay? It's Sandra here, mate. I've got a big favour to ask. My grandpa, he cooked the most lovely rice pudding, but I can't seem to manage the task. I know there was rice and some milk and some butter, eggs, sugar, vanilla, salt too, A sprinkle of nutmeg and then he would utter, it's into the oven for you. So what do you think, Gordon? What would be nice? What do you advise me to do? Add cardamom, cloves and a cinnamon stick. Mascarpone, arborio too. I don't think so, mate. Too fancy by far. It's my papa we're talking about here. A heart full of gold and really quite old. We're thinking, mate, yesteryear. What? Jamie? OK, I'll do that. Cheers, mate. Hello? Is that Jamie Oliver? It's Sandra here, bro. I've got a big favour to ask. My grandpa, he cooked the most lovely rice pudding, but I can't seem to manage the task. I know there was rice and some milk and some butter, eggs, sugar, vanilla, salt too, a sprinkle of nutmeg, and then he would utter, it's into the oven for you. So what do you think, Jamie? What would be nice? What do you advise me to do? Sultanas and cardamom? Cinnamon sticks? Vanilla? arboreo too? I don't think so, bro. Where are the eggs? It's my papa we're talking about here. He baked his rice pudding. He was the real deal. We're thinking, bro, yesteryear. What? Nigella? OK, I'll do that. Cheers, bro. Hello? Is that Queen Nigella? It's Sandra right here. I've got a big favour to ask. My grandpa, he cooked the most lovely rice pudding, but I can't seem to manage the task. I know there was rice and some milk and some butter, eggs, sugar, vanilla, salt too, a sprinkle of nutmeg, and then he would utter, it's into the oven for you. So what, Queen Nigella, what would be nice? What do you advise me to do? Double cream, caster sugar and musket wine, yes, and perhaps just pudding rice too. I don't think so, Nigella. I know it sounds nice, but it's Papa we're talking about here. He's not dinner party. We're thinking more hearty. We're thinking more yesteryear. What's that? A Betty Crocker recipe. OK, I'll do that. Cheers, thanks. Hello? Is that Betty Crocker? It's Sandra right here. I've got a big favour to ask. My grandpa, he cooked the most lovely rice pudding, but I can't seem to manage the task. What's that? What do you mean Betty Crocker doesn't exist? She's just a marketing gimmick. Oh, I see. What? You do have a recipe? Yes, I'm listening. What, really? It says there is rice and some milk and some butter. Egg sugar, vanilla salt too. A sprinkle of nutmeg. Oh, my heart's quite a flutter. Then put in the oven, you do. Yes, we've found it. I love it. It looks just spot on. That's my papa they're talking about there. But something's still missing. I know what it is. It's my grandpa and old yesteryear.
2: My name is Jean, and this is my tale to tell. Keto Challenge For many years, I've cooked and baked and kept my hungry family fed. Roasted, fried, baked meat, poultry, fish, orange, pumpkin, and kumara, red. Cauliflower, not so often. Cabbage, broccoli and other greens. Pasta, eggs. Eggs fat-free cheese and marge, but no lentils or butter beans. Lots of fruits, fresh and preserved, apricots, peaches, apples, oranges, pears, provided dessert and tasty snacks with ice cream, yoghurt, to ease their cares. Cereal, toast, peanut butter and honey, jam and marmalade, homemade, of course. Muesli bars, chips and other goodies, nearly enough to feed a horse. Then the cakes and biscuits too, filled to the brim with fruit and spice, nuts and cherries, chocolate and ginger, sugar, flour and all things nice. Shared with others, given in friendship, fundraising for scouts, church and guides, picnics, lunches and guests Entertained welcoming all from far and wide then our son grown up and married said mum you've got it all wrong carbs are bad and sugars are poison i don't know how you've lived this long no more spuds kumara or pumpkin carrots tomatoes are off the list pasta fruit flour and chocolate None of these things will be missed. Because they follow the keto diet to keep Skye's diabetes in control, I must change the habits of ages, learn to cook with goodness whole. Using almond flour, eggs, butter, creamy cheese and cream-knot milk, avocado, kale, beans and olives, seaweed sheets as soft as silk. No more cakes and fancy puddings, no more fruit and chocolate chips, no more custard, rice or ice cream. Potatoes must no longer pass my lips. Well, we'll see what I can manage when they come to visit me. Other times I'll cook my favourites and serve chocolate cake for tea.
0: My Tale to Tell is produced by me, Stephanie Fruin and engineered by Peter Rattray at Plains FM Christchurch The theme tune was composed by Louise Ayling and performed by Louise Ayling, Peter Royal and Stephanie Fruin If you'd like to take part in My Tale to Tell contact mytale at gmail.com No life is ordinary, we all have a tale to tell Memories <laughs> of